Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Journalist Talk. I am your host Bea Barros and today I have Omar James. He's a Fox Sports 1 digital media screener and he's here with me to talk a little more about himself. Hey Omar, thank you so much for coming. Hey, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm really excited. Let's get started. Yeah, so just like a warm-up question that I always do is can you give us a brief biography about yourself? Yeah, sure. So I don't know how much into detail we want to get, but there's a quick biography about myself. My name is obviously Omar James, 26 years of age at the time of this recording. Um, just celebrated my birthday, so woohoo! Um, but I'm from Carson, California. Um, I went to Cal State Northridge, started in 2015, and ended up graduating right before the pandemic. And then during that time, I was just studying journalism and communications. Uh, I've always been really like I've always loved journalism. I've always loved sports and I just like creating things and and being in the know. Um, and I feel like journalism was the best, really the best bridge for me, the best profession to take. So uh, once I got to CSUN, I got up and running, I really just jumped right into it and tried to make it happen. I'm obviously skipping steps along the story. But um, yeah, so once I did that, graduated, did some internships at Fox Sports, uh, landed a nice job, I would say. And as they say, you know, the rest is history. And now I'm here sitting with you. Yay. So first of all, congratulations. Didn't know it had been your birthday. <laughs> so I'm so sorry about that. It's all good. And, uh, you know, you said that we skipped some steps, but maybe with my questions, we can fill it in the gaps. So the first thing is, why did you want to become a journalist? Well, the main reason I wanted to become a journalist was because I was too short to play basketball. So I really wanted to play basketball like every other little kid. I wanted to be in the NBA. I wanted to be like Kobe. I wanted to play for the Lakers, but I'm not six foot six, you know, so... That was like the main thing that pushed me into the journalism space because I was able to stay connected to sports and I was and my height was the limitation. So that was the main thing that got me into it. In addition to just really growing up around it, I will literally watch ESPN and, and those products daily. I was so much so that I knew their working schedule. That's kind of like glued me in and made me even more of a fan of the business. But I've always wanted to be a journalist and I've always wanted to work in or around sports. Yeah, that is that is really cool. That's like mainly the things that we hear here in the podcast. People are always like, oh, yeah, I wanted to play this, but I couldn't. Or, you know, it, it's cool. It's fine. It's part of the journey, right? <laughs> right. And uh, so you graduated during the pandemic, right? Yes, I did. So I graduated in 2020. Um, the pandemic happened in March of 2020. I think I did my last journalism package for uh, one of our professors literally the day before school shut down. So, um, I, yeah, graduation was in May 2020. The world shut down in March 2020 and ended basically my college career or experience a little, a little early. So, yeah. Yeah. How, how did that impact you in finding a job or finishing up school like in a good beat because we know that when COVID happened you know nobody was feeling like 100% anymore people are feeling like super sad or anything else how did that impact your last few months of school I mean it, it didn't really impact a lot for school because I was already on a path to graduate I didn't really have to do too much to be honest with school it kind of made it easier just because we didn't have to do as much hands-on activities 
The part that I feel like it really impacted a lot was after I got to school. So when I tried to look for a job or maybe look for internships or just things to start getting my feet wet in the industry, there was nothing available. And that mentally played tricks on me because I knew I was talented. I knew I had the drive. I had the ambition and the availability to do whatever it was needed to be done. But there was just little to no opportunity out there. Um, so I think that was the main thing. It wasn't no more so about school. It was about just fighting the mental struggles of knowing that even though you are good enough, you're talented enough right now, it's just not the right time. And I think finding out that basically it wasn't the right time and kind of getting rejected in the process, it just made my skin tougher and made me focus and made me go even harder. So, uh, I mean, it's something that I wish didn't happen. But obviously, I'm grateful that it did. And uh, how did you find your internship at Fox at first before being actually hired? It was, uh, it was the way I found my internship was just by the grace of the most high. I was working at the Nike Sponsor Drew League, which is a program basketball league um, that they do in the summer. Um, people like Kobe Bryant has been there. LeBron James just played there last summer. And basically all the top guys in around the city of L.A. Um, and I was, you know, doing my thing. I was filming, videographing, and working on social media for, the, for their team as well. And I ran across a dude, Chris Broussard, who was on TV every day for Fox. And I just asked him. I was scared, but I just asked him, like, y'all got some internships for young brothers at Fox? And then he just looked at me kind of funny and was just like, all right, man, what's your, what's your email? You got a business card or something? And at the time, I didn't have no business card. I wasn't expecting that type of response. I was just like... I'm going to just say something to him, throw it at the wall, and if it stick, it stick. If it don't, hey, at least I got something to tell my mother later. Um, but, yeah, that's how I did it. Uh, long story short, so me and him got into contact, exchanged some infos. He set me up with an interview I had at Fox Sports Radio. Um, and this was probably happening during the pandemic, not during the pandemic, but right before the pandemic started. So once he got me in there, I mean, like you say, the rest is history, God. I was able to take it from there. Um, and then I did actually lean on him again when it came to my job a little bit. But I think that with, you know, with what I was doing already and 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 my, my resume, I felt like he was more so icing on the cake. But when it got to my internship, you know, he was the cake. He, I feel like he made it happen. Yeah, that's really cool. And I think it's fun uh, for you and a lot of people that get into sports that I interviewed here in the podcast, literally every experience, it has to do with sports. And that is really fun <laughs> for you guys. Like, you guys are doing the niche that you wanted, really, since yeah. very, like, early in the career. Like, I, I also saw that you work for season sports. So do you want to talk mm -hmm. a little more about that? Yeah, so during my college, I would say career, but during my college years, I, I worked at the season sports network. So my job at the Sports Network was similar to what I was doing at the Drew League, which was capture footage, make highlights, make little packages, um, and then, you know, we just distribute them. So whether it's social media, whether it's through different avenues, long-form avenues, we just distribute them. But my main focus was to basically learn everything that needs to be done in order to run a production. So during that time, I spent time directing, TDing, I spent time on replay. I spent time actually holding the camera. I spent time doing interviews with players, coaches, personnel, and, and things of that nature. And honestly, that was an amazing time. It was an amazing experience. It was something that that really made me. That it's something that confirmed my want to be into the sports world. It was it was amazing. I, I used to love just getting up there, asking coach, 
a question about the basketball game. He looked me in my eye, and then I look on the school news or something like that, or I look up the tea leaves at the sports news, and, you know, that same coach is being talked about on bigger platforms, and sometimes it's about some things you might have had. So just being in and around and CSUN Sports Network was an amazing experience, and it's a 10 out of 10. If anybody listening, go to CSUN, find out about it. I highly recommend we got a new coach, by the way. I think it was the men's team, but they got a yeah. new coach. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. That's good. That's <laughs> good. Hopefully they can start winning some more games. They'll see me back up there when they start getting uh, when they start getting right. Yeah, yeah. But it is really <laughs> cool. I see that like you have a lot of videographer and social media MMJ in your resume. Mm -hmm. Which one do you like best? Honestly, I think that the, the best thing to do is, uh, is to make connections and lean on the experience of others sometimes. Um, and when it came to the experience of others, a lot of my friends just, you know, as soon as we graduated, they took off with the MMJ route. And that's cool. And that was great. They learned a lot. They all have positive reviews for it. But when I seen how their life was, I was like, you know what, that's not something that I want to do. That was okay, but I'm happy that I was able to learn from that and learn from them. And then I didn't have to, uh, I didn't have to basically learn the hard way. So I would say more so I like doing the videography stuff um, with a little bit of MMJ, obviously. I don't want to be the person that has to stand out in the rain or in the snow for six, seven hours. I'm, like, I'm not that guy, but I am that guy that can take all the videos, all the footage, cut it up, chop it up, put it on the TV, put it on your phone, make a, make a graphic for it, get it on Facebook. I'm that guy. I can do that in my sleep. But do I want to stay in the rain or, or do I want to stay in 110 degree weather outside in half a suit? No, sir. No, thank you. Not opposed to it, but I don't want to do it. There you go. You had your share of experience <laughs> on that. Now you can focus on, on what you actually want. Listeners, I have a great news for you. I'm here to incentivize you to create your own podcast just like me. I couldn't think of a better partner than Buzzsprout, and I recommend them for you as a beginner in podcasting. Buzzsprout can help you with publishing your own podcast in every major platform, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. They also automatically publish on your personalized website, and they give you all the statistics in detail that you want. To start your own podcast and to win a $20 Amazon gift card, follow the instructions on the link in my show notes. If I can do it, you can do it too. Good luck on creating your very own podcast. And I was wondering, which class and professor most helped you to get where you are right now? Mm, that's a great question. I will honestly, it's, it's an easy answer, but I will honestly say all my professors, but two professors in particular that during my time at CSUN that I feel like pushed me, um, was for sure Miss Turner, Sally Turner, she was amazing, and Ben Davis, Professor Davis. So those two kind of pushed me. Miss um, Turner, or Professor Turner, I don't know how she likes to be referred to these days since she retired. Uh, she was a sweet lady, but she always pushed me to think outside the box always pushed me to, to bring something more to the table other than what's required. So I loved her. I loved her environment that she cultivated. And I loved that she was always easy to talk to, an open book and eager to teach and eager to, to eager and eager to, to help us learn. And I, and I like that. I want to learn everything. I'm a big learner. 
Um, and then Professor Davis, he was amazing as well. He pushed you in a different type of way, more so realistic. Like, this is what we're going to be doing in the real world. Tighten up. This is how it's going to be. And yeah. honestly, coming in, like, you know, going into my senior year, my junior year, I needed that. I needed a little bit of dose of reality because when you're in college, everything is so fun, so happy, go lucky. You're in a bubble. You don't even realize that outside the, in the real world. It's cutthroat. Dog eat dog world. And that just means that you have to be sharp. So I would say, I don't even know what class it was, but Matador knows that was the best class that, that we did. I, I would go back just for that class again. It was Matador News, and it was another class, Valley View News. I don't know. Matador News, Valley View News, got to take that class. If you in journalism, if you like TV, if you like production, anything like that, take that class. You won't regret it. Yeah, I remember Matador News. That's where we met, dude. Yeah, it's yeah. been years. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. it's so funny because, like, uh, Professor Tony Miss Tony, I don't know. She she was like so amazing, and she really took people out of their comfort zones. I'm never gonna forget. Like I am fresh here in the U.S. Like just got here two weeks in the country, and then she's like, "Oh yeah, well next week we're gonna start the things. Here's the name of the anchors." And I'm like, "How am I gonna anchor? Like <laughs> the first week? I I don't know how to speak English anymore." And then she's yeah. like, "No, no, no. You're gonna be able to do it. Don't worry." And I was like, "Okay, okay." And you know she was such a such a nice person, and it was like literally I don't know if she knows that if I ever told her, but like if Trevor listens to this episode, she was one of the reasons that I really transferred to to here. Plus, like our whole class, everybody in that class was so nice to me, and you know you guys made me feel welcome, even though like it was not like my country. I was just getting here, and everybody was so nice, and I was like, okay, so. I got some cool people right here. And then COVID came, everybody graduated, and I was like, oh, my God, how do we make friends anymore? <laughs> I remember that. I remember you doing that first episode up there. You were scared, but I think you did your thing, especially, you know, like, you just got to the country two, three weeks ago. <laughs> you already doing a TV show, reading a rundown. Yeah, nah, you did your yeah. thing. Kudos to you for that. You brave, because if that was me, I don't know. I probably would have told him next week. I can't do it. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it was, like, such a cool experience. I was like, okay, I'll do that. And then towards the end, yeah. I was like, oh, this is so fun. I want to do it, like, every time. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. It was fun. And then, honestly, to me, I don't know if you were like this. It would be embarrassing because I would go home and watch the whole episode. And I'm like, I messed up there. I got to say that more smoothly. Oh, my package can use some work there. So, like, it was cool, but it, like, you could see your mistakes and see areas that you need to improve upon. And I feel like that was cool to me as well. Oh, yeah. I have, well, I use more uh, my YouTube channel for, like, videos and cool stuff, like, to show my family what was going on. And then I remember mm -hmm. me doing, like, some some huge reels, like, with the episodes, like, the parts that I was talking. I was like, oh, my God, people are going to actually see that. <laughs> But, you know, it is yeah. it is fun. And I still remember there's, like, one day that, like, the teleprompter, like, went crazy. And I was reading. I was like, okay, so we got papers. That's good. We got papers. Uh, right, right, right. See, I don't even remember that. Now I want to go back and see what happened. Because I don't remember. But, look, you got the papers. We had the script. We've been practicing for, like, yeah. three hours, four hours. So. <laughs> well, it was right. been nine to, what, one, nine to 
through it. I don't know. It, it was like such a long time and it was so good. And I love that I'm collecting people from there to come to my podcast. I got like Esteban, I got Daniel, I got you. Well, I'm going to fill it up, these people, with all of you guys that are <laughs> rocking outside at school, you know, like doing their careers. And I'm so proud of all of you guys. So that's why I'm <laughs> giving the stage here. No, Mia, thanks. We're we proud of you, too. You know, I speak for everybody. We're proud of you. You definitely came over here, did the thing. And now with the podcast, the podcast is dope. It's amazing. And it's a space, like, you know, people like me, and you could come over here talking, and hopefully whoever's listening can learn a little something. So. Oh, yeah. We can, like, share it. it up for yourself. <laughs> Thank you for, for all of us. <laughs> and uh, this is, like... I, I know it's something going to be, like, related to sports, but what would be your dream job in this field? I don't think I know my dream job. Um, I think if you ask me my dream job today, you'll get an answer, but it won't be the same answer maybe in two years from now. Well, um, I can I let you know you next time that I interview you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next time you interview me, I'm going to have a different answer. Um, but right now, I think my dream will um, have two different dream jobs. The first dream job is to work for the Lakers. I want to work for the Lakers in some type of capacity, whether it's being like a part of their media coverage, media team, being a Lakers reporter. I don't know, but I just want to be a part of the team. Like I love the Lakers. So if I could work for them, that'd be a dream come true. And then the second dream job of mine is to be a prayer, is to be a, a like a digital producer. I want my own show. I want to be I want to be able to have my fingerprint on whatever show, whether it's a basketball related show. It could be a news show. It could be whatever type of show it is. I would prefer it to be sports, but <laughs> I want to be someone that has basically their own show. I want to have my fingerprints on something. So those are my dream jobs. I know it's a it's a broad thing, um, but that's just something that I want to do like now. So that's that's what I'm dreaming about. Yeah, it's completely fine. Your dreams are so valid. Like if you want to <laughs> have your own show. Grab a camera, grab like a Zoom or something and do like a podcast. Grab a camera and do like a YouTube show or whatever. You can start these dreams. Like they're going to be like tiny until like someone like ESPN like, oh, Omar, let's let's work here. You know, maybe you have your own show there. But, no, yeah. you're right. That's good advice. And you sound just like my mom. So like <laughs> not like in a disrespectful way, but my mom is just like, Omar, you know, do this. You can do it. It's what you need to do. So I got to start listening to y'all. You know y'all, what? Y'all, y'all know. Mama James is right. Let's go. Create your own <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah, Mama James is definitely right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, like, I want to do something with podcasting and radio and have my own show. So, like, here I'm having the best of both worlds. So, got to start yeah, your own, absolutely. too. It's going to be almost two years that I have this podcast. I'm so excited. Really? Yeah. I remember when you first started. It's been almost two years already. Yes, I know. It's crazy. But it's so nice. It's impressive. That's what it is. It's impressive. Good stuff. You know, and it's been growing like, like it's not crazy growing, but it's growing like so nicely for me. And I'm getting like so proud of it every time that I, that I access like the stats and people talking and I'm like, yes, okay, it's worth it. Like, you know, every Friday, new episodes. It's really cool. I'm really happy. Okay, so my next question for you is, there is any advice that someone like professor, family, friends, whoever told you 
that you keep it on the back of your mind every day while you're doing your job? Um, no, not not that I could think of, like off the top of my head. Um, obviously, oh, you know what? I just remembered. I just remembered. So one advice that my family told me since I was a little kid was hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. So that saying means you if you show up and you work your butt off, you can beat out someone who's talent more talented than you. And if you're talented at something, you have to make sure you're working hard because the hard workers are always going to show up and they're always going to show up. Well, they they want to always show out, if you will. Um, but basically, to me, that just means that if you are talented in the area, make sure you're working equally as hard to maintain, you know, your sharpness, your readiness, and your elite status, if you will. And if you're not talented at something, work your butt off, and you can also re reach the elite status or elite status as well. So that's something that I, I keep in the back of my mind because you never know. Like, I don't know. You just never know. Talent isn't always the number one the number one thing. If you're a hard worker, you can get places. If you listener, you can get places. If you're able to to deal with people, personality, but still do the work, you can get places. And I and I, and I believe that. And I think that's something I, I hold on to every day. Oh wow! Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Yep. Oh my god! <laughs> I love this one. That's a cool saying. <laughs> love that. And how about like now, like an advice from you to future sports journalist? What would it be? My number one advice to somebody out there right now, whether they at school, you know, sitting on a couch, it's a network. I know it sounds cliche. It sounds like it don't make no sense, but network. If you go in college, everybody in your class should know you. Everybody in your classes, whether it's even it's just a hello, you know, or like I just want to build my network in my. And my, my reach, can we swap Instagrams? Can we swap social, social media? You have a LinkedIn. Um, those type of things I feel like is the, the most important thing because the person you in class with today might be a lawyer tomorrow, might be a, someone's boss tomorrow, might be the, the agent for somebody you want to book tomorrow. Um, and it's just always good to have that network to go back to. And then even if it's not somebody that you're in school with, when you people are out at parties, not, you know, raves, but like parties, like social gatherings, Like, that should be a time for you to network. When you at work and you see somebody doing something you want to do, man, tell them, look, man, I like what you're doing. Here's my network. But uh, networking is key and getting business cards. Even if your business card don't say much, even if your business card is QR code with the link to all, all your profiles, the one. Um, because people will remember you, but you know how the brain is. You could forget something so fast. But if I have a business card, take a quick picture of it. Okay, cool. Um, I got you locked in. So that would be like my sound advice I give anyone. Um, if you, whatever you want to do, you can definitely do it. Don't let nobody tell you can't. They told me I couldn't work in sports. They told me I can't work in LA. They told me I can't do this. I can't do that. And I'm doing it. And it's not because I'm like better than anybody else, but just because I don't take no for an answer and I work my ass off and I don't give up. So that would be my number one thing and my number one advice to give to anybody listening. All right. Love the advice. And I love that I'm gonna have to put that the episode is explicit because you said that you work your turn off. Love that. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
sorry. You could you could bleep that out, drop the sound for that or something. I'll show you. <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad. It's okay, it's okay. And um, <laughs> well, we're getting to the end of this episode, and I was just wondering if there's anything else that you'd like to share with me, the listeners, people studying journalism, listening because they're curious, or people already in the industry. I think I kind of kind of already said it, but I did just want to say, like, being a journalist and working in media, it's a broad field. It's not just holding a mic in front of a, TV, in front of a camera that's going to go on TV later that night. Um, it's definitely a broad field. Don't let anybody box you in. Use your youth to learn everything. Learn a bunch of skills. If somebody is good at Photoshop, get with them. Get next to them. Maybe you'll be good at a premiere. You could cut a video for them and y'all could teach each other something. Um, so my thing would just be to use your network, use the resources in order to sharpen your skills, in order to build your reach. Um, don't take no for an answer and always and always, always work your butt off because hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. So that would be just like my little thing that I want to share with the people. That's that's great. That's your own <laughs> unique advice and section. So. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast. Yeah, it was so nice having you and chatting after like three years, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's been too long, too long. Yeah, so thank you so much again for coming and for everybody listening to us. Thank you for listening to the episode and I'll see you guys on the next one. Bye.